Easy Sports Talk Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me is a man who played not only professional baseball, but also played in the National Football League for that first Super Bowl-bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. I'm talking about none other than author and uh, uh, motivational speaker, Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? Chelly, man, we made it to another Friday. Uh, Good sports week. Got a great show coming up tomorrow to wrap things up, man. So when he says tomorrow, we uh, we do a few different things. We we wear many hats. So, of course, we do this Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in podcast form. So thank you for joining us however you joined us. You can also go to EasySportsTalk.com. That's EasySportsTalk.com. Every Saturday, we have our terrestrial radio show, our national show, which is in, uh, what, 35 states, over 35 states, 90-plus markets. If you're not in one of the 90-plus markets that we're on, you can go to SportsMapRadio.com, SportsMapRadio.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you'll see a little play icon you can click on that or if you want to download the app for your android or mobile device you can do that as well we also have what we do with believe in the arizona cardinals that's b-l-e-a-v in the arizona cardinals and uh and so we do that on mondays and thursdays latest episode is up and uh, so yeah so get that however you get it you can also find that on easy or wherever you find your podcast you can do that as well so that's my man doing a little bit of cross talk promotional stuff so we've got a great show lined up for you today I want to uh I want to read I want to get your thoughts on this. Pick your brain a little bit cuz I on the run sheet I have Thursday night football and I'm not trying to recap Thursday night football cuz it was pretty it was pretty whack, it was pretty garbage. Was a rough game. <laughs> but so kind of talk about Thursday night football in this way. So if you were a GM, if Ed Smith was wearing his GM hat, uh we know what Bryce Young is the uh is the starting quarterback, rookie quarterback for for the uh Carolina Panthers. He's going through some he's going through some bumps and bruises right now. Contrast that or compare that to with what um uh, CJ Stroud is going through it with the Texans. Uh two different ways of constructing a team if you look at where they put their assets. If you were a GM and you knew you had to draft your what will hopefully be your franchise quarterback and you draft that quarterback, how do you go about building the rest of that roster uh to support your quarterback? Are you doing it with veterans? Are you doing it how how are you, you know, giving them wide receivers? How how are you how is Ed Smith the GM constructing a team? Because Contract because comparatively, the Texans they really invested in in getting some some of that offensive line help to to help to you know for good, bad, or indifferent to at least prevent some of the bumps and bruises or some of the the to try to sh- uh, shorten the lo- the learning learning curve for C.J. Stroud and his work so far. But what would Ed Smith do? Well, first off, I'd, I'd, me personally, I would have a five year plan. Okay. And and you know how businesses, you know, say you come in, you you either starting a business, taking over an organization. Uh, I think too many times people are looking for like immediate success, and that clouds the vision of future success. So, would you rather have a flash in the plan, pan, meaning okay, you go out and get these flashy veterans and stuff like that real quick to maybe make them look good right now, or do you start building from the ground up? In my opinion long-term, you know, and it might not look as pretty in the beginning, but we're building something, you know? So in saying that, I start with the positions that aren't necessarily the prettiest, but they're the foundational parts, meaning your offensive line. And then on the other side, obviously, you got to be for the defensive line as well. But for my quarterback, I'm going to start up front to protect him. 
And and what happens is a lot of times it doesn't, you know, it's not the flashy and it doesn't look pretty because they didn't go get them the shiny weapons and everything. But for me, it's starting with the foundation. Then you start to build outward. You go and get those wide receivers or you get them, um, you know, a young a running back to, you know, right along with him. You know, maybe you draft the quarterback this year. And we know you can find running backs in the later um, rounds these days, but maybe spend a higher the, the following year, spend a second-round pick on a running back, something like that, because nowadays it's so taboo to spend a first-round pick on a running back. You can't do that now, whereas right. that was the focal point years ago. Okay. Right. So, but, so now I'm starting to build and put weapons around him. And what I'm doing is, Jay, is – Right off the bat, like I said, I'm I'm actually making a statement too. We're not looking for success in these first years. It's going to look ugly because we're trying to build around him. And I think what happens so many times now, we get these first round quarterbacks, and even think about this: what Carolina did, they gave in making the trade to jump up to one to get him. They yeah. gave up one of their biggest assets, DJ Moore, wide receiver, right? So you're already you're depleting. You're going to grab at him, but you're already depleting the weapons around him. And get this, you gave up your first round pick for this year as well. So you don't even have a first round pick to start supplementing around him. Don't the, doesn't Chicago have that pick? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's Chicago why I heard. That that's, I heard somebody say that even when they, even though Chicago won, they also improved their draft position. Yeah, exactly. So you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they won without winning. <laughs> Man, so they, you know, yeah. So like for Carolina, it's like so you got all this negative. But yet we're expecting this young man to come in, put the franchise on his shoulders, and and then we're already the clock is ticking on. We're already starting to grade him, even though he doesn't have squat around him. So you know, and then and and what and the error in my in my opinion is you start dumping on the head coach. You know, as an owner, you're like, well, you know, well, I'm expecting this. Well, look what you look the position we're in. Our GM, you know, we couldn't get the got the asset, but we downgraded all the other positions. And, you know, we've got to get an Adam Thielen and stuff like that. We're supposed to be successful. We don't have an offensive line. We don't. We traded away McCaffrey last year. You know, but yet we're supposed to be winning, right? Yeah. Instead of making the statement, you know, we are going. We're building instead of winning right now. So, like I said, me as a GM, that would be my philosophy. And I'd tell my owner, I said, look, you need to be quiet for at least a year or two. Just, you know, you own the team, set up and own the team. You know, if you don't like it, you know, obviously you can, you know, that this is the type of relationship that I I think good bosses and their, their higher ups have, though. I think too many times, like, the you know the GM he's walking on eggshells because he can't say this. Then the coach is walking on eggshells because he can't say this because the GM. But man, sometimes the the higher ups or the people in power that's when they do those retreats and they go to somewhere and they sit in a room and it's like you're an MF. Yeah, you're an MF. You know, and they they hash it all out. And yeah. hey, look, I still respect you, my boss, but I'm glad we had this talk because we now are all on the same page and let's go get this MF done. You know, that type of thing. You know? <laughs> True. So True. but you know, in this situation, like I said, right off the bat, because we drafted the quarterback, we're supposed to go out there and we're supposed to win. No, you're supposed to be building right now. And I think yeah. it's an unfair situation how, you know, we're lumping all this on but because you know, Bestroud, as you mentioned, they've surrounded him with some offensive line that he looks pretty good. Well, wow, is is uh he a bust? Is you know such such a bust already? It's like man, it's you know we don't we don't let it cook anymore. It's got to be microwave right now. 
That's true. That's true. It also makes me think I was uh, it, it, an analogy or example with uh, lifting weights. I was, this might surprise you, but I was uh, having an adult beverage at a, at a brewery a few days ago. <laughs> and so I saw this guy I hadn't seen in a while, uh, owner of another kind of uh, a beer shop. And he says, man, your arm, your arm's getting big, man. What's going on over there? And I was, and I was thinking, if I had stopped after the first time I went and started lifting and trying to focus on just overall better the physical and mental health and all that stuff after the first after the first day i never get to where somebody says i see a difference because i sure had my mom tell me you're looking kind of fat before <laughs> so so but it's it's that type of thing right because you're not seeing the you're not seeing the things that are changing little by little if you put the right pieces in place and let them grow is mm-hmm. what i'm hearing you say yeah, exactly. And like I said, we we're looking at we're looking at because what happens, Jay? That though the the coach is already under fire. One not even one year into the job, he's working with inferior, you know, the roster. He's got a young quarterback trying to figure it out, and there's already pressure on him. What happens? Okay, next year he's going to be more pressure. They don't take the large leaps that you know that they're supposed to according to your ownership. And then the following year, what do they do? They fire the coach. And you got to start all over. Starting all over now. We got to, you know, try to develop this. And in the meantime, we still haven't put anything around our quarterback. Looking to visit your favorite NFL football team this year? Anywhere in the world, including the UK and Germany? How about NCAA bowl games or championship games? Well, reliable travel planners with their free travel advisor services can find you packages that can get you where you want to go. Travel packages include game tickets, hotel accommodations, and much more. Call Robert today at 623-777-4677 or visit ReliableTravelPlanners.com slash form slash easy sports. Easy sports talk show. He is Ed Smith. I am Javon Adams. I want to get into something a little bit. Uh, Came across a story. I think I had heard about it a few months ago, just on the periphery of it. But Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, uh, they're is being sued by uh, Ole Miss defensive tackle DeSanto Rollins uh, for $40 million. And essentially, so what the bare bones of it is that uh, Rollins is saying that because he he requested a mental break, a mental uh, kind of a – um, he, he requested a leave for mental, for mental reasons. Right. And it wasn't granted to him. And, and he feels as if he was being pressured in order to play or be kicked off the team and those types of things. And so it, it kind of gets a little bit, when you look at the story, I, I have some, I have some question marks that raised to me. Cause I remember being Man. in a management <laughs> position where I had a, I had an employee that was just on the verge of being uh, about to be put on a performance, uh, performance review. I was just about to have to do it. And all of a sudden they, they went to, they went out on medical leave all of a sudden, all mm-hmm. of a sudden I can't do nothing because that's once you do that, that's just what it was. And you can't, you couldn't do anything. And then when they yeah. came back, everything, the clock was reset. And therefore that performance appraisal that was supposed to be coming. Now we had to put that to the wayside. So that's the, the, what I want to ask your, uh, your, your opinion about get your thoughts on is that same player Rollins. He went to meet with, uh, with Kiffin and he actually recorded the conversation. He legally recorded the conversation and some of the language that in, in this, and you can go, 
to the to ESPN folks to find to find out. Uh, it should still be on the either the top or you go into the for the uh, uh, college football kind of stories that are going on. Does the language, the color, the language, and the way it seems that Kiffin was treating or speaking to this student, does that seem does that surprise you? Because it doesn't surprise me, and it's just one of those things where oftentimes people want the sausage, they just don't want to know how the sausage is made with the way in which I'm sure that Kiffin, the way in which he approached it, uh, the harshness, the the crassness you, is, is that that's what goes on quite a bit, but you still root for your favorite alma mater or your just favorite program for whatever reason. Did that language surprise you? I don't think it surprised me. I, I'm actually, we're, we're from an era, Jay, when that's just how people used to talk when, you know, in authority to a certain degree. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I don't necessarily take offense to it. I, 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 we're at this stage where, like you said, if, if things aren't going right for me, oh, you know what? I need to take a mental day. You know, I need a, I, I need a mental break. And it's like, I, I understand when things get tough, you know, now that's the way to, 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 to turn toward. But at the same time, what's to be said about having some, Instead of I need a mental break, having some mental toughness as well. I think this young man was hearing some things that he didn't want to hear. He wasn't performing to a certain degree. They were like, hey, we're going to move. If you're not going to transfer, we're going to move you to another position per se. Then all of a sudden he needed a break, right? But then yeah. from what I'm hearing in the story, then they're, all Kiffin was asking, okay, if you need a break, that's cool, but I still need to meet with you. And the young man was like, no, no show for at least a month or two or whatever it is. And and Kiffin does say some things. How if your boss I think he used bad terminology. That's more yeah. than anything. Yeah. You, you shouldn't be saying if your boss because you know yes these kids are technically they're still uh athletes. <laughs> students. You know, student athletes, right? And Kiffin kept saying if your boss asks you to come to a meeting, you're supposed to come to a meeting. And Quite honestly, if he'd have said, if your coach asks you to come to a meeting, then it would take on a whole different for me. It's like, yeah, your coach asked you to come to a meeting because he wanted to find out how you were doing and assess the situation. And you say, I'm not even showing up. I'm, you know, and it's like, you know, wait a minute. Your coach did ask you to come to a meeting so yeah. he could see how you're doing. And yeah. then maybe we can figure this out. And your, your reaction is, well, I'm not even going to respond. I'm not even coming in. And then right. when you finally do come in, you bring the recorder so you can record everything. And then by that point, yeah, your your coach slash boss is very upset and he's using language that he probably, you know, but here's the thing. You can turn anything into what you want to turn it into. True. And then think about this, Jay. When the me and no disrespect at all, when the Me Too movement came around, yeah. It was like you you better watch everything you say. Yeah. You said something that was even, you know, if not even derogatory, but hey, ma'am, are you, you know, can you do this? What? What? You know, me too? You know, it's yeah. like, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. Everything isn't the Me Too movement. Everything isn't like in this situation necessary black and white in terms of, you know, we you still have some obligation. Yeah. as the offended party mm -hmm. to, to somewhat do your job or at least be accountable for what you're asking. If you're yeah. asking the coach, I need some mental time. Okay, well, come in and let's talk about it. Let's tell me what you need so we can get it to you. And I'm asking you to come in because I care about you or at least to, you know, even just to 
make the claim that I care about you. And you're basically <laughs> telling, you're telling me, no, I'm not even coming in. I'm not even showing up. So this young man, and then, bro, I want, I want to sue him for $40 million. $40 million. $40 million. You say, come but on. But we man. can settle this for a beer. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that gets $40. me. The, the, the thing that, that gets me is, is because just reading it there, are, as I, as I've said recently, because I've both things can be true at the same time. Somebody can be trying to get by. You're about to get demoted. Oh, no, nah, man. I, man, my, I, 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 something happened. I need to, I need some time. I need some time. Yeah. Well, what you talking about? You was fine just a second ago. <laughs> you was fine just a second ago. And now you're not fine. And then here's while you are, I think you are a hundred percent correct in terms of the, the, the mental toughness aspect of things has, has not, is not emphasized enough. It's the, if you feel, if you feel pressured at all, then go ahead and, and try to regroup. It's figuring out how to navigate through those. There's a book that I'm reading now by uh, Steve Magnus is called do hard things. It's not to say that we can't do hard things. It's not to say to all, always just push through, just barrel through it, but it's to understand how you feel and figure out how you can adjust and get through this situation as opposed to pressing the eject button. That type of that type of approach, because life life is hard. If you think sitting there with you think football, you get you now you're going to be on the on the practice squad. Yeah, okay, man. But how do you how do you grow from that? Either you're going to grow from it, or you're going to, or or you're going to shrink from it. And so, how do you do that as opposed to all of a sudden trying to say, well, look at him, you, he he's white and he got that privilege. Sometimes it's true, but not always true. And you can't always pull that car because when the car needs to really be pulled and it's real true and it's real, then it's almost as if we're crying wolf. Here's the thing too, Jay. What I mean, we cannot dismiss an entire generation of how things used to be done. We look back when we were when you and I were kids, you know, mm-hmm. our grandfathers and grandmothers did things a certain way because of the generation. You know, there, yeah. there were different laws and I mean people could you know, basically go spit on a black person back when they were growing up. And they had certain ways that they did things because that was the the, the times, you know. Yeah. And they taught us certain ways. They would take the switch off the back, you know, off the, yeah. the, 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 the this tree in the backyard. And because that's how they were, you know, disciplined generation to generation. And then we got to figure out, you know, maybe there's a better way to do things. Yeah. At the same time, Jay, that doesn't mean the entire way that things were done in a previous generation were totally rotten and totally bad. Right. Say we have to tweak them a little bit, yeah. but I'm all for, and I, you know, I'm all for every now and then a child needs to be disciplined, maybe a little more than, Hey, you go sit in that corner and, you know, and, and you're on a timeout, you know, timeout. Yeah. What the hell was a timeout when we were growing up? And I'm, yeah. I'm not saying at the same time, we didn't, you know, you can't do some of the corporal punishment things that were done back in the day. But we get to a point now where everything and every, you know, like the tough love of years ago, that's all bad now. No, sometimes kids or people in general need to be told no, or yeah. you need to toughen up a little bit. It can't go from one extreme to the other where you need to toughen up a little bit to now. Hey, how can I help you today? Because, you know, it looks like you're struggling with everything isn't, you know, sometimes you got to look people in the eye and I appreciate what with you, you and I, we have a relationship where sometimes it's like, bro, you know, you, have you thought about doing this? You kind there's a certain situation you're constantly telling yeah. me about with my health and my back and death. you're like, bro, 
you know, have you thought about this? Have you done it? You know, so we tell each other those type of things. And it's not about, like I said, hey, Ed, come here. Let me put my arm around you. And, you know, is everything okay? You know, but that's yeah. the generation we're in now. And for a young man like this, if, like, say, if he was your son, Jay, and he comes home, he's like, well, Dad, you know, they're talking about moving me to a different position. And, and I, I, my first question would be, what? It wouldn't be, what? How dare they? It'd be like, well, how are things going to practice? Are you putting everything in? Or, you know, let's assess the situation. And then I would come to find out, son, it doesn't sound like you've been putting in that work. So, you know, so maybe instead of coming to a total defense and, you know, but this is the generation yeah. we're in now. Instead yeah. of, hey, maybe you should do X, Y, Z, or maybe you should work harder to the, no, it's, you know, you need a mental break because they're not treating you right. And so I just, I don't like that we go so far to the extreme. Yeah. Every, you know, I, I agree. You know. I agree. I will say this before we get off of this is that <clears throat> while the, the tough or, Honest talk can be. I you could. I've, I use the. I've used the example. You can tell me I'm fat a couple of different ways. You say, "Damn man, you fat as hell." Or you can say, "Hey man, let's have a talk." Because it seems like you. Uh, those clothes are fitting you a little bit tighter than they used to, and I and I think they're the same size they always been. But let's let's talk about that, right? So you can still have that honest talk. So I think the way in which people in leadership or people in positions of authority speak to, especially when, and we're talking about sports here, and it's microcosm for other things as well. But because you have that that authoritative power, you feel you can talk any way to somebody, and it's and yeah. that that those are things that I think people need to be to have that, that self-assessment and be able to look and say, how can I better communicate? Still mm -hmm. communicate the same thing that I need better results, but how can I communicate in that in such a way that somebody's not walking out saying, man, they lose, they, they forget everything you've heard that, that you said because you were throwing F bombs and all that stuff in there when it yeah. wasn't even necessary, man, you could have, you could approach me a different way. Why are you coming to me right. like that? But yeah, so yeah, obviously right on that. Yep. Stressed with your mind racing. Wish you could turn it off in a moment. Introducing Vair Relief, the drug-free portable device that resets your stress in seconds. Vair Relief uses unique technology to stimulate the vagus nerve around your ear, kickstarting your body's natural relaxation. Place it under your ear, on your neck, and feel a soothing internal buzz. Clinically proven and backed by multiple studies, Vair Relief enhances mental resilience. Whether it's for sleep, daily challenges, or big events, face life with clarity. Test its power with a 60-day money-back guarantee. The Vair Relief Mini at $199 or the Prime at $399. Don't let stress dominate. Embrace relaxation with Vair Relief. Discover more at GetVairRelief.com. That's GetVairRelief.com. And for Easy Sports Talk listeners, use code EZVR12 at checkout for a special discount. Bear Relief, the bridge to serenity. Easy Sports uh, Talk Show podcast. He's at Smith. I'm Javon Adams. So, all right. Leave me with this. We talked about this at uh, in, in uh, Believe in the Arizona Cardinals, and I know we may, we're may we going to touch on it uh, a little bit more in different ways on Saturday as well for our radio show, our terrestrial radio show. Again, Saturdays from 1 to 3 Eastern on SportsMap Radio. Go to SportsMapRadio.com. But I think I've been thinking about this a lot since, we, since, since yesterday, since we ended our pod yesterday. I think Kyler Murray – is in a no-win situation. So Kyler Murray is is the quarterback for the uh, the I say this in air quotes the franchise quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, coming back from a from an injury a knee injury. Uh, he has this is his first time coming back his first game since uh, in a, what, eleven months. 
Yeah. And he's, it's this weird situation where new regime, so new GM, new coach, they're not tied to him. They need to, it's possible for them to get off of this contract by either possibly releasing him or taking a big hit, uh, in terms of salary cap wise or to, to maybe trade him depending on or just stick with them and then ride out with them and try to figure out something along those lines. And so it's weird because they, because the way it's trending is that the Cardinals are going to have a top five pick. And plus they have the pick from, uh, from the Texans. The Texans, maybe that's going to be probably a like 10 or top 20 pick, but yeah. the way that they're performing so far this season. So, it, you, we've talked about what what do the what do the Cardinals do? Do they play them for? And it's funny because I just heard it on terrestrial radio today on Arizona Sports. They they mentioned your theory. I don't know if they I don't, I don't know if they listen to us, but if you do, all good. But they mentioned what if what if they what if they played them for a couple of games and they shut them down? And somebody said, you think they would do that? But um, and that's your theory as to what they might do. But I think that even if Kyler Murray comes out and he plays better than expected. He can't win. The reason why he can't win is you ever seen somebody you don't like, somebody you, somebody who you don't like, or you, you're around somebody you, you know that Susan doesn't like Tina. And Tina makes a good point. And Susan, even though it's a great point, even though it's a wonderful point, she says, I still don't like her, though. I don't care what, what happened. That was a good point, but it's, <laughs> I still don't like it because she took my parking spot or whatever it is, <laughs> the pettiness of it, right? So I think that even if he plays well, they might say, oh, man, that was wonderful. He he played, he, he Austin Ford might say he he is, uh, he is is performing wonderful in this offense the last two or three weeks. We, we even got a victory out of it. We had no turnovers, all that. But that that salary is just something that's just that's hanging with me. What what are your thoughts, man? You hit it. I was waiting on you to hit it. I, <laughs> I knew you was going. The the bottom line, bro, is how do you win in the NFL today? Or at least you start your your winning formula is you go get that rookie quarterback on man. that rookie salary, and yeah. then you can supplement around him. If you already have that huge salary in place, it's for a player that you didn't even pay for in the first place. That hit that puts the handcuffs on you because you can't go get all those bells and whistles to surround him with. Why do you think San Francisco was so happy that Brock Purdy <laughs> blossomed over there? I mean, they were they like, wait, bro, they were like, holy cow, this kid can actually play, and he's a seventh round pick. We don't have to pay him anything for three or four years. Hey, George Kittle, come on over here. Hey, Debo Samuel, Samuel, come on over here. That's the that's. The, the luxury and the benefit in the NFL with that salary cap to be able to do that. So you got Kyler Murray probably in the building saying and doing everything they want him to say. Everything. I still hey. don't like that shade of lipstick. Hey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't wait. And all they are hope they are hoping and praying. Two things. One, he goes out and does not get hurt over these couple to three weeks yes. so they can showcase him and he balls out because other teams will be like, think about Atlanta. Well, you know, you're in the middle of the hunt all the time, currently four and five, not going to be stinky enough to get way up there. And you're, you know, you got yeah. Desmond Ritter and you got Heineke and stuff. All that. Well, how, if he goes out there, it's the audition in front of them as well, playing okay. them. So yeah. they're just sitting there watching him, right? And he balls out this week, next week, the week after. Then the Cardinals are like, hey, that's it. We've seen enough. We're gonna get, hey, Kyler, come here. We're going to sit you down because, hey, you're our franchise guy. We're going to sit you down because we don't have enough around you with this group right here, but we're going to build, you know, moving forward. Now, they'll, he'll, he'll hear everything that 
that, that they want him to hear. He's like, okay, cool. You know, I said, yeah. And for him, it's, you know, I did my job, right? So when we get to the off season, bro, and especially after they put tune back out there and we finished the season the way it could be finished. And we're sitting there in the number one spot. And think about this too. Initially, they thought that Houston pick, was going to be right there at one and two. Yeah, I thought, you know, and I, then, I thought that they were going to control this draft. This control this draft, yeah. Yeah, but now Houston's balling out. They're five and four, or the whatever they are, four and four. They're they're trending toward getting better and better. Now that pick, which is currently at 15 <laughs> instead of top two or three like we thought, now yeah. the Cardinals are like, because think about this. If Houston was as bad as we thought they were and their pick was one, right? Yeah. The Cardinals would have been justified in winning a few games because, hey, we already got their number one pick. If we win a couple games to appease the fans and we come in at the three or four pick, hey, we still got that number one to mix with our number three or four, you know. But now you're if you ball out or play it well and you get to like four or five and that pick that was supposed to be one is a 15 through 20, mm. man, you – so now I said their whole – yeah, it's like playing spades, man. And you you thought you picked up this, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's a club. That's not a spade. And now it's like, well, I got to figure out. So now their whole game plan is making, hey, maybe we go uh, uh, nil. You know, let's go nil. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so man. I'm telling you right now, they are Kurt Murray is in a rock between rock and hard place. He's got to go out there and he's got to show them and he can play. But at the same time, they don't necessarily want to see him ball. To you know, to a certain degree, they want them to go out there and do just enough, wet the lips and the whistle of these other teams, so they can then figure out what they're going to do with him. So yes, and then for Murray, you're going out there with this group. I mean, this is bad. No offensive line to protect you. No weapons to throw to on the outside. He's going to be running for his life. So this is a no. This is this is not. Excuse me, a good situation for him at all. And the, the organization, fingers crossed, man. They are just like. Like holding your breath underwater, man. How long can you do it? <laughs> Some point you got to come up. <laughs> oh, the Easy Sports Talk Show podcast. That is Ed Smith. I'm Javon Adams. See, I finally had a theory that Ed got on board with a little bit. He was just waiting. Could, if you're watching on YouTube, you saw Ed's face. He was waiting. He was waiting. Can you, can you, can, can you do it? I'm, I'm preaching the sermon. He said, you got me if you say the one thing, and then I give I you my amen. I give you my amen. <laughs> we do this thing three times a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Make sure you tell a friend about what we have going on, whether you're on YouTube, or you go to easysportstalk.com or however you got to us. We do appreciate it. Share, tell a friend about what we have. And then also believe in the Arizona Cardinals. That's B-L-E-A-V in the Arizona Cardinals. That's uh, every one, Monday and Thursday. And you can go to believe.com or search where you can get it on the SiriusXM app as well, uh, wherever you find your podcast. Also at easysportstalk.com. And then lastly, we have our terrestrial radio show, our national show, every Saturday from 1 to 3 Eastern on SportsMap Radio. So, uh, Tell a friend about that. You can go to sportsmapradio.com if you're not in one of the 98 markets that we're in. And you can go in the upper right-hand corner, click on the play icon, or you can download the app for your Android or mobile device. And as we always like to say around this. One, shout, this out to my, shout out to my son up in Utah, Eddie. He listens to us all the time, and he'll always come back and give us gives me feedback on some of the things we say and he'll he'll be he'll be uh rooting he'll be clapping for you this time bro he always clap for you he's like yeah i finally did it i finally did it i finally did it and that's how we do it so until next time uh, you can